your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Hello everyone, welcome into The Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. This is Stephanie. And this is Heidi, and we are here for a Topsy-Turvy Tuesday. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Why is it a Topsy-Turvy Tuesday? Because I think we're still reeling from Halloween. (laughs) We're still upside down. (laughs) I mean, I feel like the whole month of October, every weekend was filled, and it's just time now to just kind of just take a break from the paranormal maybe for a little while. Although I can't see that really happening, but at least it won't be such a... So many events and so many this and so much that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'd like to get good. back into the normal busy yes. instead of the Halloween busy. Yes. Because that's totally different. Yes. Because this is the time of year, as everyone knows, where everybody wants paranormal investigation. Everybody wants the reveal. Everyone wants events. And so, of course, this is what we've been doing for the last month. So, yeah, it'll be good to get back to normal. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So how was your last weekend of October? It was great that we were at the studio like Mm 24-7 and it was loads of fun. We did our Halloween open house on Thursday, Mm -hmm. which was fantastic. A, to be back because we didn't do it last year because of COVID. And we did it this year. We did ask people to wear masks, but I feel better about it because of people being vaccinated. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And we had more room to spread out because it's a bigger space. And so it was really fun to have it. And I had some new items this year, which was cool. And actually, there were pieces that I totally didn't have time to put together for the Halloween open house. So there's still going to be new stuff next year that I already have that didn't even make it out this year because I just ran out of time to get things. You know, you want to put it in displays and get it kind of set up right. So I didn't have time to do that. But it was it was so much fun. And right. then Friday night... For the first time, we did a seance in all the stuff, mm-hmm. right? It was nuts. Yeah, it, I was, bet it was crazy. <laughs> so we, d- when we were doing the Halloween open house, people were coming up to me and saying that they just felt like the energy was just buzzing. They felt mm-hmm. almost, you know, kind of uh, off center. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, so we had treats and stuff and we would send treat bags home with people. And so we're like, take some treat bags and eat them. 
before you drive or whatever, because we want you to make sure you're okay, you know, because people were feeling really ungrounded because of all the energy there. And that was on Thursday. Friday night, it was wild because we did our seance. And of course, you know, we set our protections and did all that good stuff. But it was so active. It was so active. And the people that joined the seance were just blown away mm-hmm. by what was happening. It was so cool. How and many we dressed did you up. Have? Well, we set it for um, total with Tim and Cindy and I. We had 13 because I thought, well, lucky 13, right? Yeah. Yeah. And one person didn't uh, end up not being able to come. So there were 12 of us, which still felt decent. That felt good. Mm-hmm. And we set up one big table and we all sat around the table with our hands on the table because we're not going to hold hands. We all had masks on and it was outer limits. We did the same. <laughs> it was outer <laughs> limits. It was, we, by the time we got done, I talked to everybody. I said, do you know that that went just over an hour and 10 minutes and everybody looked like they were to fall over. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, that was what? 15, 20 minutes. No, it was an hour and almost an hour and 15 minutes. Of just seance. That's how it just flew by. There was so much stuff happening. It was fun. It was so fun. And um, you could feel so many people in the group could feel some like being touched. And they could feel, you know, cold spots as they were sitting there, you know, all of a sudden around their ankles or up at their, you know, shoulders or on their side of their face. And it was just it was really and just the stuff that we heard, uh, we had a couple of pieces of equipment set up too, just because, you know, we want to see what else is going on. And it was just, it was wild. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was fun. Sure. And there was a couple other things that happened, but um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was cool. So, oh, Cater yeah. in the chat room said, what do you all do in a seance? Well, you must not have been, you must not have listened to the show last week, Cater, because we talked about the one night that Heidi and I and Christian did too. Um, yeah, yeah, it's we more did. summoning spirits, basically. Yeah, we just you sit around a table and we turned all the lights off. You know, we had a couple of the fake lanterns, you know, the electric lanterns lit. Mm-hmm. So, and we had um, and you just you call, you set protections and then you call in spirits. See who wants to talk mm-hmm. to you, who wants to show up, and they can communicate with you any way that you are comfortable with yes that you have to set those boundaries and the parameters right you can't if you don't want them to touch you tell them they can't touch you you know those kind of things but mm-hmm. anyway it was cool i still have to finish going through the audio but um it was the action that we could see was very cool and yeah. um yeah and then we did we ended up doing and so, you know, we're sitting in the middle of all of these items that were out for the Halloween open house. And some of these items have just wild energy. And so it just, I, I know that that's where some of the energy was coming from. And then we did a, se- um, not a seance, a meditation the next morning in all the stuff again. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. It was fun to have all the stuff out and just kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it was wild. It was yeah. a wild weekend. I bet. I bet. Yeah, cool. And then yeah. there was there was Halloween, of course. But yeah, yes. no, it's just been. Um, I was up in the in the woods on Friday night after dark, which was hey, there's something going on paranormal there. I'm telling you, I don't know what those rings are, and we all think it's cryptids, suburban cryptids. In what lo- what research area? 
the regional park right by me. Remember, we okay. found all those ring circles that were made out of grapevines. Well, now there's like Got even it. more, and they're so high up. They're at least twenty feet high. Oh, you know yeah, what are? I mean, people don't do that, right? So, Katie and I thought we'd go up there after dark to see if anything happened, and um, we there were more. There were more rings when we got up there, and and we just kind of hung out for a little while, and then we started walking through the trails. And <laughs> I don't know, it's just get it's an unnerving feeling up there. It's there's something paranormal I think happening there too. I think an investigation is warranted. So I think it's, you know, maybe a combination of of paranormal and cryptids, and I don't know. It I felt unnerved and edgy and a little fearful when we were walking through those woods at night, you know, and I know during the day, well, yeah. And during the day, the woods up there are kind of, they're different. They're different than any woods that I'm usually in. They're kind of gnarled and just kind of, I don't know. They grow funny. They're not like your normal woods or the normal wooded areas, you know? So I don't, I really don't know what the scoop is up there. So I do think that um, I do think that a paranormal investigation is warranted up there just yeah. to get to the source of what's going on. And I do know that in that area, it was there's a I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of Native American energy up there as well, because there was a big village there back in the day of of the Dakota people. Um, so. Yeah, who knows? You know, there's a lake there. There's all kinds of energy. There's all kinds of natural energy there as well. I really don't know, but I was glad to get out of there. You know, I yeah. was just a little. Well, and that's, that's why I think it's weird because, you know, you and I, and mm-hmm. I know you go all the time out at night looking yeah. for Sasquatch in other areas mm-hmm. and you're not bothered by no. No. the dark. So to go no. there and have those kind of feelings, I think it's interesting right. because yeah. mm-hmm. otherwise right. you, you, yeah. You throw caution to the wind. If anybody, I, do. <laughs> I, I think do. should be more careful. It's you. <laughs> so if you're saying this, then that's interesting. <laughs> I know. I right. I know. And that's what Katie said too. And she said, "Okay, now I have to be. I have to be worried too because you're you're a little flippy here. You know what I mean? You're a little mm-hmm. worried and fearful and whatever. So let's get out of here." <laughs> so we were there for longer than we intended, and then we couldn't find the trail out, which was interesting. So then that oh. heightened the sense of, "Oh my God, we got to get out of here." <laughs> I almost felt like the Blair with Witch Project or something. You know what I mean? So you didn't mark um, your trails like I showed you to do? We should, but it was nighttime too. You know what I mean? So Yeah, and, that's why you mark them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, Don't roll we, your eyes at me. We, Seriously, <laughs> you could get yourself into trouble. <laughs> well, it wasn't like our research area, you know, where it's like well, whale know, but of boonies. You know what I mean? It's people do silly park, things when they panic. And I, you don't need to panic <laughs> because you forgot to mark your trail and you can't find your way out. So... Right. That's how you end up drowning yeah. in the lake because you go flying around and <laughs> as you're freaking out. Uh, and I, I was, I really was, that. I really was. I was like, Katie, we got to get out of here. I said, I am just really unnerved. And she said, I know you are. And, and then we, and then I thought we had went, you know, when it's dark, you kind of lose your sense of direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm Which like, is why you should oh. mark your trail. Well, I know. And I'm like, oh, I think we already passed that one, that one area where there was like three of them, you know, and whatever. And I'm like, I don't really know where we are. And then, and then I saw the weird tree and I said, oh no, we got to go this way. This is where, this is where the trail is. And then we ended up by the railroad and I'm like, okay, well, this isn't the way out. So we need to go back this way. (laughs) Do you have a compass or anything? 
No, we did not that night. I tell you what, you know, we just, you know, we figured it out. We were fine. It's well, not obviously, that big of an area. Still... It's a, listen, it's a big regional park, but this little area is at the top of the hill and it's not that large. You know what I mean? But at night. Apparently large enough to get lost in. Well, it, it, we weren't really lost. We were just, I was scared. <laughs> I was hyperventilating, right? It was time for me to get out of there and I couldn't. Oh, <laughs> I think dear. that was the whole thing, you know? Um, but it was great. It was, it was great. It was a good, it was a good time. I think, um, yes, I think we definitely have to do, uh, an investigation and I think we'll probably get the sim crew out there. Um, or at least a few of us. And I think really the sooner the better, cause the veil is really thin right now, which I think is why that weird energy was happening there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So maybe in the next week under two, we'll get out there and I'll report back to see what happens. But I think there'll be more of us than two. I think we'll have at least four to six. <laughs> um, and we'll mark. We'll mark for sure. I mean, this was not a well thought out thing. You know, it was just like, hey, Katie, come on, let's go up there tonight. OK, let's do it. You know what I mean? And then we did it. So clearly not um, well thought out. <laughs> not not well thought out and of course you know I, I have to laugh because then there are there are researcher friends that always have the their pieces with you know they carry heat you know and well of course we didn't have any of that so and it is in the city right it's close to populated areas so um i didn't want to stay out there real late because you don't know what's going to happen but yeah but it was cool so yeah we definitely have to go back up for a paranormal investigation but as far as these rings, I just, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, they just keep appearing and they're so high up there. You know, like Katie said, there are five of you, you know, so I'm five, three. So she said, yeah, look, that one's at least five of you head to toe standing on top of each other, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like crazy, just absolute crazy. Um, well, and it was funny because back in the, the chat room a little bit, Kat said Sasquatch ring toss, which yeah. I was laughing about. Right. <laughs> Don't you wonder? It might be. Well, and then the other thing I wonder about, you know, like Kim always says she likes to think of those as um, as as love letters, Sasquatch love letters or something, you know. But I kind of think because I feel like there's paranormal energy there, too, and I don't know what it's all about. Mm -hmm. I just wonder if maybe it's some kind of warning or something saying there's something else happening up there. And why would there be so many of them? You know, it's just a mystery, total mystery. But. Yeah, so that happened on Friday night. And then on Saturday night, we did a reveal at Stanley's. You know, we did the investigation there. And that was that was super fun. Um, great place. You know, and I even I even teased with them. I said, we should have a seance up here. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? But it, yeah. again, that would be something that would have to be done after hours, which would be, you know, 2 a.m. Oh, that's right. Yeah, forget it. So that's the only downfall. <laughs> I just... They're I open every night until two, even They're on weekends. Open. I mean, yeah. on like Sunday and Monday. I believe so. I believe so. You know, I should ask, um, of course, the manager, uh, the manager Kelly was with us. And I will ask her if there's any night when they're maybe not open quite till midnight because they're open till midnight and then they take a while to close down the bar, you know, and then they clean it and then, you know, then you're free. But yeah, like there's a holiday or something that they don't I work I or I suppose yeah. holidays is like huh? extra busy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, two o'clock is just oofta, you know, just Yeah, so I've done 
I've done those investigations and I don't really have any interest in doing that anymore because I'm just tired. (laughs) I am too. I am too. And you know, it's one thing if you start an investigation at 10 or 11, you know, and you go to, yeah, and you're still going to, but it's quite something else to try to keep your eyeballs open until, you know, like one o'clock to go there, (laughs) you know, to do it. It's, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But so that happened. So, yeah, so we were, you know, we were just busy all weekend and then Halloween happened and we had tons of kids here this year. And, uh, you know, we usually have like 10 or less. And this year there were like they were just coming out of the walls. How about you guys? Do you guys have a lot out where you are? We have none because we're out in the country. Oh, so they don't do that out there. Oh, well, there's nobody out here to trick or treat. I mean, there's nobody around. So. They'd have to come to our house specifically to see us. So it would have to be people we know, <laughs> which we don't know yeah. anybody out here either. So, um, no, we don't have anybody. And so we, uh, we, I mean, and we were so busy this year, we didn't even decorate and put up our cemetery again, yeah. which is sad. But we need to do a better job of it anyway. It was kind of a shifty looking cemetery, which can be fine. Yeah. Shifty cemeteries are cool at Halloween. Shifty cemeteries but are really cool. It didn't stand up to the wind very well right. last year. So we need to get a better system. Uh, yeah for that well but. and we didn't do you know the the only decoration we had out in our front yard was we have a baby yoda with a big pumpkin you know for mm-hmm. the for the halloween that was a blow up it's one of those blow up ones oh, sure. you know, with the lights yeah it's really cool but i had the most beautiful pumpkin and i just couldn't carve it because it's just too beautiful so it just sat on the step and i know several people said that is such a beautiful pumpkin i said isn't it i couldn't make myself carve it it's just gonna stay here until the snow flies you know um, so yeah, so it was just kind of a crazy, like I said, crazy topsy turvy October, you know, and we did this event early October. I know we talked about this in Humber, Wisconsin, and wow, the evidence coming out of that is amazing, you know, because we had many of the, many of the people that came that investigated with us stayed both nights and many of them are paranormal investigators and, um, that we know, you know, teens. Mm-hmm. And we have a page out there to share evidence. And wow, the evidence coming out is just totally, totally amazing. You know, mm-hmm. and I haven't gone through mine yet even, you know, but we were hosting. So it's a little hard to host and play the investigator all at the same time, you know, but yeah. I do, I have my audio recorder and I know things happen because we did one of those sprints where you do, you do a rapid fire questions like for 10, like for five minutes or something. And then you listen to what the answers were, if there were answers and, oh yeah, there were answers. I mean, it was crazy, you know? So I, I have to listen to that, but we've just been so busy. Oh my God. You know? So, but the evidence that everyone else is getting is wow. Unbelievable. It's really amazing. So fun stuff for sure. Paranormal paranormal October for sure. Now we got to get back to squatching, you know, all the time. So, except now it's deer season, right? So once the, once the firearm season is done, then we can get back out there. Um, yeah. What are, you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of losing track of the, am I missing anything on the chat line? I don't think so. I think we're caught up. There's a Good. other lot of highs. <laughs> yeah, there's other other things happening, but we need to get some paranormal topics from you we guys do. in the chat room for our paranormal smorgasbord. So get those yeah. topics dumped into the chat room because we want to hear what you guys want us to talk about or what you guys want to hear about. So get those topics loaded up into mm-hmm. the into the chat room. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Um, sure. Yes. If we were bobbing for apples, oh, I'm like, are you nuts with COVID? No. Gross. <laughs> I mean, can you even imagine such a thing right now? <laughs> I don't care if everybody's vaccinated. I'm not doing that anymore anyway. Oh, I don't <laughs> like I didn't so do that either. before COVID. Certainly I mean, not doing it after COVID. Well, swishing your head around in a pool of water that someone else is swishing their head around in. No, thank you very you know, much. Honestly, <laughs> I think I've only ever did that once as a kid. You know, I thought it was just gross altogether. You know what I mean? Even back in yeah. the day. But, yeah. you know, I just, I remember the Halloween parties where, you know, they'd shut out the lights and then they'd have like, you know, spaghetti for brains and, your, I mean, veins and, you know, icky mm-hmm. stuff. But even that, so that, you know, is, ugh. Um. So paranormal topics, I got to say, so I was looking for some things and um, before we jump into that, though, let me just say it is very cold here in Minnesota and I got out my buffalo plaid scarf today (laughs) and (laughs) wore it at work along with a big sweater because it's cold there because, you know, there's not a lot of us in the office, so they don't keep that temperature up. And I wondered where the name buffalo plaid comes from. Do you know? I'm I'm guessing it has to do with a, a group of, uh, from a location. I don't know. Did you look yeah. up? Well, because I always call it lumberjack plaid, right? Lumberjack, whatever, check. But so actually it is a plaid that is a tartan plaid that comes from Scotland. And um, one of the clan was here in America. Um, he was named McCluskey, actually. And... He bartered for buffalo pelts, and of course, he had that plaid. So that is how it's cranked to the term buffalo plaid, because I don't see any buffaloes running around with that plaid on, can I just say? No. (laughs) Just like buffalo wings. You don't see him running around with wings either. No, no. And apparently his great nephew... um, he had this cloth and the and the Native Americans out there, the First Nations people, absolutely loved it. And, you know, it was just kind of a thing. And so it just, it's it's a whole article that I found. Um, and, of course, that story says that because it was traded for buffalo hides, the Sioux and Cheyenne warriors called it buffalo plaid. So actually it came from First Nations people. So I thought that was a good story. So that's where they get it. So... But, of course, you know, the one who made it famous was Paul Bunyan, right? Because he always had on the buffalo plaid shirt. Mm-hmm. Which is very, of course, that's Minnesota all the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yes. So, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. I always wondered that. So I looked it up and, and now we know. Um, demonic spirits. Is that what we're going to talk about? Well, that was a idea. From, I think it was Cater. Oh. Hmm. You know, we don't often come across demonic spirits, though, do we, Heidi? I mean, every once we come across pretty bad ones, but I wouldn't say that they're demonic. Necessarily. No, it's rare. But I, we, I have. I mean, I definitely have. But for how often you see it on TV, mm-hmm. you'd think that they'd be everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every show, oh, yeah. it ends up being a demon. Mm-hmm. And you think, what? That's not how it works because I've worked with thousands of people and done right. hundreds of investigations and, and all sorts of things. And I can't, I know they are not that common, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. But when you do run into them, it's, it's pretty a bad. Big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. 
But yeah, I think most of the time on those TV shows, you know, when they say they're demons, yeah, no, they're just, they're not demons, you know. And I have, in all these years of doing this, I have maybe run into one that I would maybe call a demonic spirit, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. They're just naughty and bad and whatever, but I wouldn't say they're demon energy, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, I've run into a handful, but again, for how much I've done, it's so rare and Mm -hmm. you know there's a couple of extended questions around because uh cater said demonic spirits and so i'm like what about demonic spirits so then the next the follow-up question was um how to recognize them what to do when you meet one and then mike asked you know if there's a difference between demonic spirits or people getting them confused with angry spirits Mm -hmm. and i think that's more common right i think that people are thinking that bad spirits like you know that used to be human are demons and there are some people that would say anything that is negative is demonic they'll just flat out draw the line and say if it's negative or bad behavior it's demonic which i won't go there because i think it's not so black and white Mm -hmm. but i agree there are a lot of think about just humans right and how angry humans could get that doesn't mean they're demons but they can have horrible behavior Yes. And why is it any different for spirits then? Yes. You know? It isn't. It isn't. Uh-uh. They can be mean and, and awful and do naughty things or bad things. And that doesn't mean they're demonic. It just means they're angry and terrible. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Sherry is saying we should invite uh, Zach Bagans to talk about demons. <laughs> um, well, he might be a fun one to have on if we could get him on, ID. Oh, sure. Yeah, let's try that. <laughs> He's, he's, you know, we met him, you know, we've run into him a few times at different conferences and we have, he's, he's a little different. He's a little different. Um, I don't, I don't think we're going to get him on the show. Just saying. No, now Aaron, Aaron's fun. I got to say, Aaron is a really fun guy. Oh yeah. He's so I don't think we'd get him on the show either though. No, I don't either. I don't either. But of the two of them, Aaron is just a stitch, you know? Um, oh yeah. He's funny. He's just, he is funny. He is funny. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be a coup if we could get him on, actually. But I don't think it's going to happen. But you know, yeah. we can dream. Maybe we can drop him an email and ask him. Sure. <laughs> you know, so going back to uh, Cater was saying, how do you recognize them and what to do when you meet one? Yeah. Well, it's tricky. It's tricky because, again, they're so rare. Yeah. They really need something if they're going to be in you know, interfering in the human realm, they really have to want something. And if they want something that bad that they're going to be interfering that much in the human realm, it will be pretty clear. But the thing with it is, is that it it doesn't happen usually, I'll say usually, it doesn't usually happen quickly. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times you'll be able to tell because what they're doing is very, uh, I don't know. Like I've had one of the common denominators that I've seen with um, demonic spirits is for whatever reason, their use of excrement and urine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, they tend to, I don't know why, why? I don't know. I guess I've never looked into that, but that, a couple of the cases that was that was yeah. part of the deal and it's like really that yeah. okay Ick. 
Yeah. I know. Ick is for sure. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that either, but you know, and then also they, um, the manipulation into where you start losing control of your own, um, what you want to do, you will probably start losing your, you'll lose control. I mean, they will start to decide what you do over time. And that doesn't take, I mean, again, and this could take a long time, but some of the cases that I've worked where you, you know, someone is, it's in the, the process of possession is the problem. Mm-hmm. They go yeah. from, you know, there's a oppression and then possession and they're, they're going to start, or they are doing things that they know they wouldn't normally do to be hurtful to themselves or others. And to the point where they will eventually die. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you want to catch it way before that, but an angry spirit is going to try and scare you, is, you know, going to do things that are frightening. They're going to try and, they might try and manipulate you through fear, but they're not going to try and necessarily take you over. No, no. Yeah. You know, no, I think that's the key. You know, demonic spirits will possess you. Right. Um, yeah, I don't like that. I always say I didn't sign up for this that one time that we had that one case. <laughs> yeah. I get called it. into them quite often and yeah. I, it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, Mm-hmm. It's it is scary. I mean, I'm scary. I'm not scared while I'm in it, but afterwards I kind of like what? Oh, I freak what out. What did because... I do? Right? Yes, that's exactly how I felt too. Um, yeah, love that. You know, now Mike is saying, and we'll get back to this after the break because I know we're close. But Mike is saying there's a group of Bible scholars that believe true demons are the spirits of of the Nephilim, children of fallen angels. Yeah, you know. Nephilim, there's so many stories and so many ideas about these Nephilims, isn't there? I mean, mm. I feel like every day I'm hearing a new one, you know? Um, but I I did hear that. And yes, Jerry, it was the Anoka one. And then there was that one. I guess there have been a couple. There was that one out in western Minnesota. And I can't remember what town that was in. I forget now. But that was a crazy one, too. So I guess there have been a couple that we've worked on. Um, and I think I said both times, this is not what I signed up for, (laughs) Mm. but we managed, we managed and it was all good. Um, but it's 30 minutes past the hour. So it's time for our break. This is the gathering radio show on the para X radio network. Those geek ladies, Sean and Victoria from Exploring the Paranormal with Geeks Paranormal are at it again with another amazing season full of paranormal celebrity interviews with amazing guests and stories of haunted locations and so much more. You will hear it first on Para-X. Tune in Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central. You will not be disappointed. Juarez with Cat Paranormal of Minnesota. 
And I'm Jerry Ayers with Supernatural Investigators of Minnesota. And together, we are The Calling. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on ParaXRadioNetwork.com. at home, at work, or anywhere. Thanks for making Para-X part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And we have our paranormal smorgasbord tonight. And we have somehow drifted into the topic of demons, which mm-hmm. has actually been, there have been some great questions in the chat room. And more came in right before the break, Steph. So we got to... Let's get to get it. up there. Yeah, we got to get in there. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, um, we were talking about manipulation, I think, mm-hmm. too, right before the break. Um, and Cater was asking, manipulate how? How do they manipulate? And then Mike asked a question, so I want to make sure we get to both of these here quick. But manipulate, they they get into your head and they convince mm-hmm. you to do things and it's like you start losing control of what you want to do there's this urge or this need it's almost you you can't deny it um, when it really starts to take root because I've had to do exorcisms on people and they are fighting with every fiber of their being to not do something that would be destructive Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't normally do it in their regular life Mm -hmm. you know whether it's um, go after someone verbally, you know, in a really destructive way or hurt someone physically, people that they love to hurt them or try and kill them. Like that's what a demon will try and get you to do, but they can do it because it's like they're inside of you. Mm-hmm. So your normal urges or things that you want to do will now be the urges of something that's completely dark and evil. Mm-hmm. And so like if, like stuff, like if, you have a normal urge to have a big cup of coffee like every mm-hmm. morning and you just have this urge you're like, yeah, this is, this is my treat of the day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have this urge and if you don't have it, it kind of like draws on you and pulls on you. Well, that's oh, a yeah. normal like urge, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, imagine having an urge that, you know, something in you is, is telling you to, you know, kill something yeah. or someone, you know, right? an animal or a person. Like, yeah. And you... You're like, oh, I'm just going to go have that cup of coffee. I'm not going to skip it today. I'm going to do, you know, but then here's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's totally mm-hmm. not equal in comparison, but you know what no. I mean? Like you have yes. these normal urges, but then it's something else is driving a different urge that you would never, ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever do. Right. Right. Or hurt. And somebody. that's how they yeah. get, you, they manipulate. Yes. They just, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way of describing it. Yep. Um, so Cater is saying um, that there is a guy in his coffee shop there that that there is a suspicion of being under the influence of a demon. Um, and he just is saying something about people of different faith, his behavior. Um, 
I would like to know what the behavior is exactly. Right. I mean, That's what know? I asked. I want to know why yeah. is he, is this person, I guess, uh, yeah, he, why is this guy suspected of, you know, because people can just be odd. They can be right. weird. And that doesn't mean that they're under right. influence of anything negative. They yeah. can just be, you know, um, we're mm-hmm. all weird in some way, right? We are. So, I mean, some, I guess some people's behavior might be more uh, concerning than others, but I would like to know details if they're going to, if you're going to go there and call someone uh, that they're under the influence of a demon, you better have some good evidence. You got to tell us. And, you know, like Mike is saying, it's hard to separate demon effect and drug abuse because people that are on drugs do crazy things too, that they wouldn't normally do. Right. So yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 It could be that too. You know, it could be a lot of different things. It doesn't have to just, you know, be that they're, you know, have a demon inside them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, then, even as paranormal, well, and even as paranormal investigators, right? Don't we ask people what kind of medications are they on? You know, if they're acting a little weird mm-hmm. to us, and we have, we've done that, you know, and asked yeah. them, if, you know? So, yeah, I think it can be many things. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, you really have to do your homework and, you you can't just run around and say you're weird or you're disturbing and you must be under the influence of a demon. Could a, a demon be drawn to someone who has, you know, if they're under, um, you know, there's all sorts of mm-hmm. things that could draw a negative entity, demon or whatever in because they, they're feeding off of that low vibration yep. energy or behavior. But yep. again, it's not as common. I mean, you're more likely to have a angry spirit being connected to you because of your behaviors or your low vibration energy than an actual demon. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike, uh, a few rows back here on the chat room said, how mm-hmm. do you deal with someone who may be under the influence of a demon? Well, you don't, no. <laughs> like, n- not just the average person is going to be able to handle Mm-mm. this one. Mm-mm. And you also, I mean, I-, I don't know if you've ever run into people who would claim to be a demonologist. Mm-hmm. And when you ask them what they've actually done, when you get down to it, you find out they've just read about it and watched yes. movies and stuff. And it's oh, like, yes. well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need someone who's actually done this. And a practitioner. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you <laughs> have to find someone it. who is experienced and mm-hmm. actually has living, working experience with this kind of situation because it can be really dangerous. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely. have no idea. You know, usually a demon... Once they've locked into someone, it's kind of like we've talked about this before with the Ouija board, right? Yeah. It's like they're obsessed. Yeah, you are it, and they're not going to go anywhere else. But they could. So they what could. if you're dealing with someone who is under, you know, an oppression or possession, and that demon decides, oh wait, you're my next target, and leaves the person yeah. that is trying to, and you know, you're trying to help, you. and they yeah. jump into you. So yeah. if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Or you just think you know what you're doing, but you have you have no practical experience. You could mm-hmm. be in big trouble, and oh, people yeah. can get really hurt, yeah. really hurt. Yeah, we have. I know the Sim Crew has Reverend Schrader that we've called on many times. We should have him on our show, actually, Heidi. He's pretty good to talk to. Um, I, we've had him on before, haven't we? No, I think we were always going to have him on. And we oh, just we never tried did. to, and something got goofed up. I, I think. I think so. Schedule. I think so. We should yeah. have him on because you know mm-hmm. he does it in a different way, of course, because he's you know much more religious and he does it mm-hmm. the religious way. But I think he's really good, and I know we've called on him a few times and called on him for um, help. You know, mm-hmm. not necessarily that someone was uh, obsessed, but there was an evil presence, and we felt like it was a demonic, like those two cases I mentioned. Um, 
And he told us what to do and how to take care of it. And it worked, you know, and he was probably on the sidelines helping us out, you know. Um, but for sure. Um, but at the same time, so Dave is saying, you know, people dealing with mental illness could be construed as influenced by a demon. demon. Yes, yes, that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to be really careful mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you are working with someone who could be perceived as you know, under a demonic influence, because if there's any kind of mental illness yep. or drug use, yes. you have to, I mean, at some point you might have to get out of the way and let the proper authorities yes. or medical personnel work with this person, you know, Absolutely. that it's, even if it, there is some paranormal aspect to it, you mm-hmm. are not allowed Mm-mm. to deal with this because you could get in trouble too. Yes. Yes. So you really have to be careful with a situation yeah. like this because you could make yeah. it worse. You could get hurt. They could get hurt. Mm-hmm. You might make it, you know, they, this person, if they have something else going on, a mental illness or an addiction, you, you could, oh, you could be open. Oh, yeah. So many horrible things to happen if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have had people that have said that they were possessed and energetically I can feel that that's not the case that there is mental illness and I can't diagnose. I would never diagnose. I, how, I can't, but no. I can tell it's not paranormal. That's yeah. what I know. Oh yeah. I can for feel sure. that it's not paranormal. And so I have to ask them, you know, t- I recommend to go to seek out a mental health professional, you know, or guide yes. them to, you know, that because I, I don't want to let them think that this is something that it isn't by stepping in and saying, oh, sure, it's paranormal when it's not. So you have to be careful with this mm-hmm. kind of situation because if you, don't, if you don't know what you're doing, you can make it a heck of a lot worse. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's all over the board. So, yeah, as, you know, paranormal mm-hmm. investigators, we do have to ask a lot of hard questions of people, of our clients, you know, when they bring us in. Well, and the thing is they don't have to be truthful either. That's true. And they may not be truthful. They They may may not want to tell you. I mean, you talked about asking, you know, what kind of medications they're on. That's a real personal question. Some people don't want to answer that. But, you know, most people will answer. Most people will be honest. But I guess they will. But, you know, and I think you can kind of tell if somebody's doing drugs. I mean, like hardcore drugs like heroin or meth or something, you know, they all act a little different, you know. So, um, yeah, Sherry's asking, should teams have a trained psychologist? Well, I don't know. I would go that far. It would be it'd be good to have someone that you could perhaps have them call and give them their card, for example. Um, yeah, I don't know that a actual like a licensed psychologist would actually do something like this. I don't think so. Because I I can only imagine how that would <laughs> that could you know mm-hmm. it could jeopardize their licensing. You know, oh, if they're absolutely. out running around with a paranormal team and saying, right. oh. You, right. need, you need mental health help instead of it's not paranormal. I think th- they could probably get in a whole world of trouble. So, mm-hmm. you know, you'd have to just recommend to the client that they need to seek out mental health help. I don't think having one on your team, if if somehow it could get lined up and everybody would be okay on the, you know, legal end of things, I suppose they could do that. But I don't know how that would work because I'm not familiar. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I'm not either. Um. So Paul in the chat room is saying, I have had items moved and placed in interesting spots in the house. Most of the time, 
I'm not home. Shoes, quarters, pens, papers laid out in half moon shape. I have photos. Oh, cool. Can you post a photo in the chat room? Yeah, that'd be cool. I I don't think that's evil or demonic or anything. I think that's just kind of a cool thing. But I'm curious as to what you think is going on, Paul. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah, the half moon shape. That's interesting. And, -hmm. you know, we love the moon. So I think it's probably only good stuff. That's what I always correlate with the moon. Yeah, Um, does it happen during certain moon phases? mm -hmm. I'm curious. Mischievous elementals, Mike is saying. (laughs) I like that explanation. I mean, yeah, you'd have to do some investigating to find out what's going on. Unless, Mm -hmm. you know, is there, I'm curious if there's some kind of pattern with the actual moon phases. Mm -hmm. And then this is happening. Or if there's other coincidence, it's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Or if there's something else that it's lining up with, with seeing this uh, laid out on the floor like that. That's cool. Uh, Dave is saying trauma can present itself in peculiar ways uh, in our last conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Trauma is bad for everyone. You know, we're still trauma. You know, it can be trauma lives for a long time in people, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, that would, yeah. Teams shouldn't have a a psychologist for sure, I don't think. Um, Could we refer somebody to someone? Maybe, you know, if we feel like that's a need. Um, So that is cool. Cool beans. I love this. Cater is saying, thanks for explanations. Oh, you're welcome for, you know, and like I said, this is our experience. Um, I can't, we're not experts. There's no paranormal people that are experts, but we can tell you what we've experienced and, and what we've learned. Um, Yes. Trauma can take generations as well. I agree with that one. That's true, paranormal or not. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, lots of fun stuff in the chat room tonight. This is awesome. As usual with our paranormal smorgasbord. But it's a good topic. (laughs) It's a good topic. It is very fun. Very fun. Um, Paul is saying he's not sure what the moon phases are. And, you know, what's interesting is I think as squatchers, we have learned to watch the moon, right? So Mm -hmm. we know that you know, if we're out during a full moon, sometimes we don't find anything, you know, right. and it's usually the new moon that brings us the most activity at night for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, agreed, which we're almost so, in new moon right. in a couple of days, right? I know. I know. So yeah, so that's always a good, a good time to go out in the woods when there's not mm-hmm. a lot of place. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely spending have- more time at night out right now because of the moon cycle. Mm-hmm. Because of that area right by the river. I want to see if I, I know. can get some more. We have to figure out a, a date when I can come out. I probably, this weekend probably isn't going to work for me. But, you know, I think it's okay up until the full, up until the full moon. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just that full moon for some reason. Yep. We have never had any luck when the moon is full, nope. you know? And which is odd because, you know, that, that one time that we spent the night out in our research area, we thought a full moon was very beneficial because it's always beneficial for paranormal things. Well, yeah. we saw paranormal stuff out there, but we didn't see Sasquatch yes. activity. Yes. Yes. So it kind of lines up with what we already thought, you know, that mm-hmm. paranormal, is, it's good. Right. And then Sasquatch is gone. He kind of leaves the area, you know. Um, so, yeah, the moon really, uh, you know, it affects everything. The paranormal it affects me. It affects people. The moon is an amazing, amazing gal, you know. Um, 
Kat is asking, what do you believe is the significance of items laid out in half moon shapes? Yeah. Paul, what is your idea about that? We didn't ask you that question. Yeah, just what's your feeling on it? Yeah. Even if you don't know if there's no pattern to when it happens or I'd still like to see a picture in the chat room if you can figure out how to load it up. That would be cool to see see it. I think that would be very cool. Um, So that is that is very cool. Yeah, um, I want to know what you're thinking. I Just know. your idea, Paul. I know, I know. Um, so we have, so let's do this. So to plug our sister show or our sibling show, The Calling Radio, tune in tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They are going to have Rini Rodriguez on, and they're going to be talking about haunted dolls apparently she gets them and takes care of them so excellent the doll thing is back <laughs> excellent oh my you goodness you didn't see my doll room this year at the I, halloween open house it I was just, packed you know i just couldn't get over there i had it on my calendar and then there was just too many things going on and i just couldn't do it but it's all good but i've got new ones in there and it's a nice set up to get them all packed in and they're just standing there looking at you when you walk in. Some of them I got stands for them, so they're standing up on the floor when you walk in. They're right there. Yeah. Awesome. And we know how I love dolls. Absolutely not. (laughs) My only doll in this whole house is Bullhead. Who's a very, you know, she's just a bullhead. You know? Um, But yeah, no, that doll, even Casey still talks about your doll room and how she thought... She was so terrified. Absolutely, I was too. So that'll be a good that'll be a good show tomorrow night. So tune into the to the calling radio show at eight PM right here <laughs> on this wonderful Para X radio network. I'm laughing at Jerry's comment. He said I need help because I was talking about the doll room and I, oh, I probably have fifty dolls in there now. Yeah, and they're all spooky ooky whatever yeah just, some of them are terrifying. mean they're absolutely terrifying Can some I just of them say? are mean too i have signs out saying don't mm-hmm. touch them because they will kick you mm-hmm. if they can oh yeah for sure paula's saying not a pattern some of it happens after i research bigfoot well isn't that interesting maybe bigfoot is coming over paul and doing this you never know we think he's not be cool Mm-hmm. These multi-dimensional, they can get in everywhere. That's interesting. That would be cool if it was Bigfoot. Or yeah. just Bigfoot energy. But why a half moon? I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting, right? Yeah. What that might but be. interesting that you notice it's coming after Bigfoot investigations. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It is. I wonder what it means. You know what you should do next time you do a Bigfoot investigation is put a half moon out there. Make a oh, half yeah. moon out there and see what happens. See if it, you know, kind of messes with it or makes it larger or. Maybe yeah, I mean, give it back to them. You know, make mm-hmm. a half moon shape out of rocks or something. Mm-hmm. Out where you go and see if there's any kind of reciprocation or response or maybe it doesn't happen. When you come back after a Bigfoot investigation, then you don't have half moons if you put one out there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, all of the above, I think, you know. Um, 
I do think they respond to things, you know, out in the field anyway. I mean, you know, we did our, we built our own stick structure and our stick structure quadrant. And I feel like it's much larger now than what we put up, you know, and we didn't do that. So, but the other structures have disappeared pretty much like they're dismantling them. So, but they must like ours, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of bizarre. So, yeah, lots of, lots of crazy things. Um, do the dolls give EVPs? Mm. Well, they do things. I guess I haven't done an EVP session with them. That's a good idea, though. That is a good idea. I know. I should. I haven't. Especially they the mean do. ones. Especially yeah, the mean ones. Yeah, they do things, though. Yeah. They move around. Mm-hmm. I told you about that one that tried to get away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found yeah. her in my car. I don't yeah. know if she was leaving or on her way back when I found her in the back seat. Yeah. But that's yeah. not a bad idea. I think you they should. move stuff around the studio. Are they, they still do... are they still out or have you put them away for the year? They're still out because I had to I started taking everything down today because I had two days off after the last Halloween event. So I had a couple of days off. Although I was working from home. Mm-hmm. But I went in today and I was tearing everything down and Nobody can see because my office is what's set up as the doll room. Okay. And nobody can see in there. So I thought I'd leave that one for last because at least I can get the rest of the studio looking decent. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take the doll room down last because nobody will be able to see that. So maybe you should put the book, turn the voice recorder on when you're putting them away. Yeah, maybe you'll get this. Maybe you'll get this. No, don't put me away. <laughs> I need or to something out. worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mean you never mad. <laughs> Yeah, the mean ones. There's a couple of them that are really mad. They are so ornery. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, settle down, ladies. We have, <laughs> we down. they are well taken care of, and they are stars for the the weekend. So they have a good home. They're in good hands. I don't know what they have to be mad about anymore, but <laughs> there's a couple of them. I'm telling you, they're owly on a good day. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, Mike is saying, explain more about the multidimensional. Are you talking about Sasquatch? I, you know, I think both Heidi and I and most of our, most of the team Squatchers feel like Bigfoot is multidimensional for sure. Yeah. Comes in and out of dimensions, much like spirits, you know, because we find lots of energy portals in the woods. We find energy portals underneath stick structures underneath arches and tree bows and um i just feel like that's why no one can ever really get a clear picture of bigfoot too you know kind of like we can never really get a clear picture of a ghost you know same Mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah why we haven't had bodies you know because you have bigfoot Mm -hmm. bodies and there aren't any well at least that we're they're not laying all over the place for how many sightings there are Mm -hmm. how many thousands of sightings right yeah. And there's no bodies. So where are they going? And I'm sorry, you could bury them. Yep. People find dead human bodies buried all the time, you know, mm-hmm. I suppose. But they find, they're find they found a lot, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so why are we not finding Sasquatch bodies even mm-hmm. if they're buried? So mm-hmm. I think that they're just, they're not here all no. the time. They cut I don't through. think so either. I think they come and go. And I do believe that when they are here, there are different aspects that all of our all of us researchers have discovered, like they follow the water sources. They go, you know, they go where there's abundance of food. Um, 
so how can that be multidimensional though? I don't really know. We don't really know, right? We just don't know. There are more, always more questions than answers when we go mm -hmm. out in the field. Yeah. Um, fascinating, fascinating topic for sure. And they're closer than you think. Like I said, this park with the rings is in suburban St. Paul, Minneapolis, and it's like 10 miles to the city center of uh, Minneapolis. So that's pretty close to a huge population. Mm -hmm. But it's again, it's on the water source, right? There's a there's a stream that feeds the lake that goes up into the watershed that goes all the way north. We can trace it all the way to our research area. So yep. is there a way for him them to get there? Absolutely. Absolutely. So crazy. Um, Paul is saying he's heard knocks in his back rooms and do you live in the country, Paul, or are you in a, a populated area as well? Because I love to talk about this stuff. This whole suburban cryptid stuff is just amazing. And, you know, we've heard stories about Dogman. Many of them are in very populated areas as well that they see these things. So mm -hmm. what is it's crazy, right? Jerry's I saying, think it's no, cool. I know I mean, it is. It is. Hiding in plain sight, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jerry's saying no orcas, though, you know, because we never find orca bodies either. But, you know, it's thought that I've heard many orca researchers talk about how one of the one, one of the pod has passed away. And there was one that actually saw the big males of the pod pushing something like into an underwater crevice, you know, and they feel like mm. that's what they do. It's their kind of their burial. Right. Which is probably why we never find them. Yeah. So. But, you know, orcas are fabulous creatures. You know, they could be interdimensional as well. Who knows? We just don't know. We don't know any of this. Yeah. But it's cool. Yeah. I mean, you think of all the things that are in the ocean mm -hmm. and all the things that we haven't found yet. Yeah. Right? Why wouldn't it be interdimensional? Why wouldn't anything be interdimensional mm -hmm. if we don't have enough knowledge about it? We don't know. You know, I was watching a show tonight about the giant squid before I had to get on the thing. Uh, Tim was watching it. And I'm like, ooh, say, you know, let me know where this is. I want to finish watching it because I'm fascinated, right, mm -hmm. by these squids big are creatures. Cool. They were talking about how they could be, they believe, as big as a bus, a school bus, yeah. a squid. Like, how They're big. terrifying, first of all, terrifying. Yeah. But we don't know enough about it because we can't find them because the ocean is that big. There's things swimming around the size of, you know, whales are bigger than school buses. There's squids the size of school buses, and we can't find them because the ocean's that big. And what if they're interdimensional as well, mm -hmm. which makes it a thousand times mm -hmm. harder to figure this mm -hmm. stuff out. Mm -hmm. Crazy. And, and what about mermaids? Mermaids? We're still oh, looking yeah, for mermaids. Too. I think mermaids are out there. I do too. Hopefully, I anyway. Do I do too. And we're going to mm -hmm. find somebody to come who's actually a mermaid somebody who's looked for mermaids and to talk to us and I every once in a while I look and I can't find him um, Paul is saying he's on the edge of North Mankato so that's pretty populated area too you know what oh, gosh this hour has went by so fast and we it still did. have so much to talk about oh wow you know next time next month December is coming <laughs> yeah all right so, Oh, wow. This has been a fantastic paranormal smorgasbord. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, 
for <laughs> this show because we know it's it's we have such fun because we get to hear from all of you and we just kind of come in with nothing on the agenda and then it all happens so fun stuff so thanks everyone for listening and joining in and uh to all the troops out there if you're listening be safe and we thank you for your service yes and everybody in the chat room thank you so much for all your contributions it's been awesome everybody listening wherever you are thank you for tuning in pair x thank you so much for hosting our show every week and sarge our most amazing producer for pulling it all together so everybody have a great week good night everyone <laughs>